0: All right, guys, so another episode of the Imperfectly Perfect campaign, and today I have got an incredible lady coming on who I was fortunate enough to meet during my stint over in Los Angeles, and she took some time out during her filming schedule, but like I always do, I just talk about who's coming on today, so I'm going to give you a little bit of a rundown, so... A Louisiana native of West African and European descent, she fell in love with acting seven years old from watching movies, learning all the lines, and acting out for fun with her cousins, went on to graduate from McNeese State University with a Bachelor of Science degree in Mass Communication and an emphasis on journalism. From there, was on a path of being a news reporter and an anchor. I moved to Houston, Texas, enrolled in acting workshops, due to a little voice telling her to keep going with her acting. Ended up winning three accolades for performances, Best Actress, Overall Performance, and People's Choice. Gone on to gain incredible accomplishments on some of the most popular TV shows of our time. Breakout role was in Old and Beautiful as Adele. Since appeared on one of my and my wife's favorite shows, Grey's Anatomy, NCIA, NCIS, (laughs) Lethal Weapon, and widely known for her current role as a wife opposite actor and director Tyler Perry in Tyler Perry's Boo Too, and can be seen as Priscilla Owen in best news drama, The Oval. She's also a film director with 40 Plus Productions to date, from stage plays to music videos, and an author with her book, Cracking, her Acting, uh, Cracking the Acting Coast. Sorry. So I want to welcome Taja V. Simpson. Yay! Got?
1: I'm great. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it.
0: Oh, you're welcome. Uh, what I, I, I do want to say, after reading reading your bio and like obviously learning a lot more, what one thing with me is that what I take away is I always like to know the person, so know you as Taji rather than who you're known for on a public screen. And I suppose that's the whole thing about the campaign, really, really closing this disparity on people looking at somebody on such a platform and thinking they can never deal with emotional struggles. But when when I read a bio such as that, like you've literally shown how much multi-talented you are but one thing that stood out for me and we've we've talked about the kind of spirituality and thinking is that little voice inside of you telling you to try your hand at acting which also leads me to you once talking about nearly giving up and speaking affirmations to raise your vibrations where did that come from because i'm on myself during yeah. a minute and i loved hearing that when i was reading it so where do you think that came from yeah
1: i can say exactly where it came from i was engaged to be married back in 2016 and um it was a whirlwind it was like i was stepped off my feet everything was wonderful everything was moving fast and abruptly he left and when he left i was devastated and i ended up getting into a really um, bad depression um when he left i found out he suffered from a mental disorder he was bipolar um and the medication he was supposed to be on which it was supposed to treat bipolar and like another case of like schizophrenia or something like that and so he had he was diagnosed he was 11 years old and he had learned to cope and deal with it and do certain things and so that he wouldn't have to be committed in a sense right and you you know it's so so funny as i'm saying this i'm like wow that sounds like a lot but (laughs) it was but i didn't know that he was um living with this. So when he up and left, I was like, I didn't know what happened. And his family came in and told me um, about it. And we're ta- they, they were talking to me as if I knew. And I was like, I never knew he was bipolar. What do you mean? And they're like, oh, well, he said he told you. And I'm like, so the bipolar boy said to me, he was bipolar. You guys just believed it. So I was a little left like, huh? Um, but in the midst of that struggle, I realized at that time, you know, my life was changing drastically from you know us we our back to me myself and i and i i mentally had to make an adjustment to that and i said okay as i sat on my sofa for over a month and day went tonight and night went into day, and all the days i didn't it was like quarantine it was like <laughs> i didn't even know what day it was you know and i just kind of started on this spiritual journey of, of, of like self-discovery and personal development um i i couldn't allow myself to keep doing the same things and expecting different results mm-hmm. so when i put my hand at something i'm like i'm all in i'm hardcore i'm like if i'm working out i'm working out five days a week if i'm doing <laughs> whatever it is i'm like i'm all in that's about yeah. like my personality i have to get my all and i didn't want to feel like that and that same still small voice was sitting with me on the sofa being like get up like get up like you can do this you know and it would be small wins every day like okay i got up and i drink water and ate that day that was a win you know um or if i actually went outside and walked my dogs because at the time in my condo i had a big dog patio so they could just go outside they would usually use the bathroom and i would just get up and change the pee pads but i couldn't i couldn't i don't know i was in this this state of like unknown and in that journey it left it allowed me to get to um self-discovery it allowed me to understand the meaning of um, vibration perceived manifestation um, it allowed me to get to all these different plateaus, if you will, in my personal life that made me be a better human and a better me. So now I can talk about it. It took me about a year, a year and a half before I could even talk about it without crying. Maybe longer because when I first surgery, I started crying. I was like, I don't even know where these tears are coming from. <laughs> I thought I was over this part. <laughs> uh, but now, <laughs> but now it's something that's a part of my platform. You know, I believe. Words of power and get to speak life over your life. And I'm always on the journey to be better. So that's what led me to that. I had to get rock bottom to then climb my way out of it to be like, there has to be a better way. And for me, I found it.
0: Yeah. and That leads me up to my next question because there's, you've obviously been open spoken about dark times in your life. Um, and what I really loved about when I met you, like you are so transparent, you're very humble um but you always spoke about having a tiny bit of light and it will shine through that darkness and is that what mm-hmm. you learned on your self development and, and journey as well and for anyone that may be struggling listening i just love that saying of mm-hmm. all the darkness there's going to be that ray of ray of tiny light
1: yeah yeah absolutely so i believe in intuition i believe in that still small voice i believe in my first mind told me to do that i believe in um, a little birdie that sits on your shoulder, all these different sayings that people have, right? I believe that's the your inner spirit, the Holy Spirit, whatever you want to call it, it's all these different names and sayings, but we all have it that lives inside of us, right? Um, whether we're driving down the street and it's like, you should just, you should, you know, go left down this way, don't go the normal way, and you don't listen and then you go the normal way and you're like, damn, I'm in traffic for extra 30 minutes, something told me to turn left. Whatever that something told me is, for any of you, for me, I always try to listen to that because it never leads me astray. It's never wrong. It always, it's always right. It's always right. So in that moment of sitting on my sofa, it literally was like I, I was standing outside of myself, looking at myself on the sofa, being like, come on, you're better than this. You can do this. You, you got this one step, one day at a time, one step at a time. And I'm like that with my goals as well. Whatever my big goal is, then I have to break down all the different small goals that it takes to get to the larger goal. And then I celebrate the small wins along the way. So the days that I would get up and eat and drink water, I'm like, oh, that was a win. Okay. The days that I, oh, wow, I'm outside today. Okay, that was a win. You know what I mean? Whatever it is, that was a win for me. So that little little, small voice that's inside each and every one of us, it's always a small amount of light that's in the darkness that we all have that all we have to do is listen to it. And yeah, sometimes it's super hard, but you just have to lean into it as much as you can, and it will never lead you astray. Like, I cannot
0: trust that enough. I'm a big believer in that now. I mean, I'm also a big believer in now. The more, the more people and the more you go on your own self journey, the sort of mm-hmm. same people that you are attracting. And then you start talking about this stuff. And I just like, now I don't believe in coincidences. It's all serendipitous moments. And there's certain people that are brought to you. And I'm like, yeah, the way that I've gone. But we talk a lot about your goals and your small wins and that. Reading your your bio and all the stuff have you gone, where's that work ethic, that hustle come from? Like, you started at a young age at seven. You just learned all the lines. Where, like, was it from your parents They, Like, because you've done everything. You haven't just gone to the front of the camera. You've learned all the business behind it. You've gone behind the camera. Mm-hmm. That just just Where- out of nowhere. Like...
1: <laughs> right 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 great question no one's ever asked me where they come from um definitely my parents so my parents would say things to me like and to all of us you know all, all the kids whatever you're going to do you have to be your best at mm-hmm. uh, we were never allowed to quit at anything at least see it through you can't try something one time you're like oh i'm gonna play this i'm to play softball and you go to one game you don't do well and you're like okay i don't want to do that anymore it's like no you have to see it through um, my parents were really big on standing on your word. Like your word is your bond. If you have nothing else to stand on, you should be able to stand on your word. My mother used to say to me, you know how, when you ask me to do something and I say, okay, I'll take care of it. And I say, yeah. And she said, you go, you go to bed and you sleep good at night. Cause you know, your mom's going to take care of it. You don't have to worry about it. I'm like, yeah, you can take that to the bank and cash it. I'd be like, yeah. And she goes, that's how good your word needs to be. You cannot give your word to anyone. And then it's not as impeccable because if, if you have nothing. People need to be able to stand on your word to know that no matter what, you're gonna follow through because Taja said, right? Um, so I, I was active so much growing up. I mean, I played softball, basketball, I was a dancer, I was a cheerleader. I ran track and I did this, I mean, all throughout college. <laughs> so in that, and, and I do believe it's really important with sports or some type of team activity is, I think it's really important for kids to be in things like that because they learn about teamwork, They learn about working with others and different personalities. They learn about um, how to overcome goals by themselves and then collectively as a team. Like You learn so much going through different aspects of your life at different stages of your life and ages of your life that I think is super important that I don't think you necessarily will get as quickly by not being in sports. Now, would you get these things in other ways, for sure. But I think sports is, for me, the way that builds that camaraderie with all kinds of different walks of life, different types of people as you're learning to be great at it. Um, so my, my parents would practice with us. Like, if it was softball I was playing, like, literally before I even made it to the All-Star team, I was like the number one person on the team. But before I got there, I used to have my glove in my hand. My dad would throw the ball, and I would, like, turn away and throw my arm out. And he's like, how can you see the ball to catch it? Like, you can't turn away from the ball. You got to catch it. Yeah. So every day, we would be outside. Come on, Sasha, get the glove. Let's throw the ball. And I had to learn how to field the ball. I had to learn all the basics, like literally A, B, C, one, two, three. So, and every time I learned a new skill set, it was like, good job, good job. Come on, let's go. Let's do it again. Good job. Okay. And then I would feel different. I would feel confident. I'd feel like, oh, okay, I can do this. All it takes is sometimes one, two, maybe three times of trying your hand at something and you see you got better each time. For me, that's progress, right? That's progress. I, I like to use the analogy with working out because so many people start, stop, start, stop, start, stop. They have this love-hate relationship with it. I'm guilty of it as well. But every time I go back to the gym, every time I do my own home workout, I'm stronger. I can do two more than I did last time. Let me tell you something. That two more, yeah. I'm, oh, we, 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 we cheering about that. I, my trainer, I'll be like, woo, we did, we did 17 instead of 15. Yes, give thanks. Like I am excited, but it's growth. Yeah. And it's a small thing and it's a small win, but I use that in all aspects of my life because it's a different energy. Yeah. I had to change when I was going through that dark place. I had to change my mindset. I changed my vernacular. I changed how I spoke. I never I stopped speaking negatively, like all these different things because we will say what we want and then speak right against it unbeknownst to us sometimes because it's just living in our subconscious mind. So once I dissected all of that and realized, wow, I'm speaking very negatively. Okay. I can't do that anymore. So then I had to be cognizant of how my speech, cognizant of what I would say, work on to really think about what I speak before I speak. And now I know and believe that you are what you think about. Yeah. You have what you think about. Oh, okay. Well, let me stop and really think about what it is that I want. What it is that I'm saying? Let me look around my life and see what I, what I've attained and where I'm at in my life. And this is all because of me. Okay, I need to be a better me. So I worked on being the best me that I could be.
0: And you've spoken, you've spoken about like obviously when you when you went to the bright lights of Hollywood and LA and then you was working several Mm -hmm. jobs and then sleeping in your car sometimes when you was between instead of going all the way back home. Mm -hmm. Is that mindset what got you through those times as well, knowing that you had a goal? Because you're very driven, it's obvious and it's it's clear to see. Mm -hmm. But a lot of people maybe who are listening, that's where, how how did you go from keeping that positive mindset to overcoming the obstacle and not quitting? Was it that little voice that just kept going, keep going, Taja?
1: It was that little voice, but it was also me telling myself this is only temporary. Like the times that I would be living in my car, I had nowhere to stay, or I try to get a hotel, or I would sleep in a parking lot of a hotel or whatever it was, I would just, there were totally nights where I'm crying going to bed, like, okay, I'm trying to figure this out. Okay. But in my mind, I'm like, this is only temporary. This is, this not, We're not going to be here forever. So in understanding that and knowing that this is just a part of the journey, then it made the pill easier to swallow. That's the only way for me that I could get through it because I knew this is the sacrifice that I'm making. So, you know, I ate a lot of fast food back then just because I could get a burger for a dollar. <laughs> you know what I mean? No matter where I went, I can get a burger for $1.07. great. <laughs> So that means if I got three, four dollars, I can eat three different times, three different places, and I would be full off this burger. And if I got extra coins in my pocket, I can get french fries too, right? <laughs> <laughs> and then you get a cup of water, thank you so much. You know, um, But while you're going through that, I remember I used to journal a lot back then, and I would uh, either write it out or I would do verbal journals. So back then, I didn't really, phones didn't really have, um this is like maybe what 10 years ago 15 10, 12 years ago i don't know but the phones didn't really have every all the little whales per- and whistles they have now so i had the little like um not the tape recorder but the little dictation whatever it was still digital but that thing and um, i would sit in my car and i would just speak about how it was feeling and then cut to a year later i'd go back and listen to it and i'd just hear how broken i was and i'd be like wow 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 and I think journaling is something that's super important for all of us to do because once you go back and look at yourself, sometimes a week or two months later, you know, you're like, "Wow, I remember that feeling," and I can really put myself in that place and conjure up that feeling and emotion of what I felt. And I would tell myself, "This is this is how you're feeling right now, but you're not going to be like this forever." So yeah, you're sleeping in your car. Yeah, you're trying to figure stuff out. Yeah, you're staying in this hotel. Yeah, you're doing whatever. But just just keep going. Like, don't give up. And I, I've always had this don't give up kind of attitude. I don't, I don't really know how to give up. Yeah. I, I, get, I, don't, I, I, don't, I can't really do that.
0: I think it's a really good attitude. I think, I've think i got a really good friend, and I've mentioned it on the podcast before, but she suffered with depression. She's an actress. She moved to L.A. and everything. But what keeps her going every single day, and she tries to ingrain it with other people, is tomorrow may be the best day of your life. And that mm-hmm. her going, and mm-hmm. she's like, she doesn't know how to give up. But when it, when it, when it comes to yourself, it okay. attributing to the campaign a little bit. So when I initially started it, and I told you when we met, I reached out to a lot of big organizations, and I got thank you, but no thank you. So I, I have got a similar drive, and I was just like, right, I'm gonna do this. So back to you, you wanted to be an actress, but then you also learned the business, and you was like, right, I'm not doing anything, so I'm gonna start making my own films. Mm-hmm. That That is so inspirational to me and that, that took off and now you've done how many? How many of your own? You've got your own production company and...
1: Yeah, I have my own production company, it's called The Dream Is Real. It started with doing music videos and then short films and stage plays and all that kind of stuff but it was because I was tired of getting told no. Yeah. <laughs> you know in this business you get told no a lot and at the time I was working at my church and I was the director of the Worship Arts Theatre Group and the drama ministry um, and so I was over, I mean, like sometimes 60 plus people doing these big plays and big productions. And I, because I was the president, I was also kind of like the director by default and having to put these big productions together and all this stuff. But I learned so much because I learned how to cast. I learned what to do, what not to do even for myself as an actor. Um, that led me to film my own auditions prior to going into the room. I wanted to see like what was I doing before the before I got there? Because why am I getting all these no's that people tell me you're so great? Okay, well, maybe I don't audition well. Deductive reasoning is always my friend because I'm always trying to figure things out. Like what how can I be better in this? How can I be great at that? Um, so that was a great big part of it. And that led me to, I mean, doing features and all this stuff. And now I'm I, so funny. Now I'm on the TV show and it's great. But now I'm finding time to be like, okay, now I'm itching to do another one of my own productions. Um, but I'm grateful for my show. So don't, don't, don't let me not let me not sound ungrateful. I, I, I made it up here. Finally it took me forever. Thank you. Jesus. Um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, but doing that came from hearing no so many times and believing in myself enough to know. Well, let me show you. Let me show you that I can be a leading lady. Let me show you that I can be funny. Let me show you that I can be a you know this dramatic. I can play this dramatic role. Let me show you all these different things. And because the first thing people ask about you is like, oh, you're an actor. Do you have, have you ever been anything that I've seen? Anything that I would know? You know, and all that. And then it's and then or do you have a real? Yeah, yeah, I have a real. <laughs> then it's like, oh, let me see your real. It's just. It's so funny. It's the most disrespected. Acting and modeling, I, I think, is the most disrespected profession sometimes because the first thing people want to know are, whether there's something that, you know, I would know. I, I don't know, sir. What do you know? I, I don't know. I could be on a number one TV show and you still not watch my show. Like, I, I, I don't know. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, same with modeling. It's the same thing. So it just, I, 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 I would hate that energy when I would say, oh, I'm an actor. I'm this. I'm that. Oh, really? You're an, oh, you're one of the many. So it made me want to learn the business more. And learning the business was super important. Learning behind the scenes was really important. As I would talk to people that were in the business, they would say, you know, acting, this is, you're self-employed. So if, oh, this is a business, and I got to learn the business, I got to run my business, I have to understand my business. And all of that then led to, like, the book, because I wanted people to know about the acting, of everything about acting. And then the second one we want to do is going to be more about the business of acting because that's equally as important. You have to know everything about the business even to be a better actor.
0: Yeah, I suppose that was gonna lead me on to uh, Cracking the Acting Code. If you mm-hmm. what, what does that delve into?
1: So Cracking the Acting Code, it's a practical step-by-step guide to becoming a professional actor. Yes, it's a <laughs> long title, but whatever. <laughs> um, so a friend of mine, her name is Sabrina Inrivel, she is also an actor and she's brilliant. And I was thinking about writing a book and long behold, she was thinking about writing a book, and then we end up talking about it and was like, I wanna write a book, I wanna write a book. So we end up doing this book together. Um, but it really talks about the styles and tones of acting, from commercial acting to theater acting to film acting, which is really everything is different. Every TV show has its own tone, has its own style. When you go into audition, you have to know about the show, you know, that's important. Um it talks about your resume, your reel, how to get an agent. Um, it talks about knowing your type. My God, every actor in the world needs to know their type. Most actors do not know their type. Um, so we wanted to dive into things that people don't really talk about when it comes down to acting and getting started and what to do and how to get started. Because the number one question I would get asked all the time is, oh my God, how do I get started in acting? And I used to have that same question before I got started in acting. And so it, She and I took all of the experience and all of our knowledge from all the years of being in LA and just put it all in one book. And we made it super easy. That's why we call it a practical step-by-step guide because it's literally like ABC, one, two, three. You have to break things down for people so it doesn't get too analytical because acting is already subjective. You know what I mean? Acting is already, you know, art. In art in motion and art's different to every single person. So we wanted to make sure it's like you do this, you do that, this is what happens. So that's where the book came from. Super proud of the book. So now when I get the question, because anytime I'm on a show or something comes up, I get inundated in my Facebook or in my Instagram like, oh my god, I loved you on this. How do I get started in acting? I'm like, thank you for that question. Read the book. Here's the book. I put it all in there. If you read it and come back to me, I'll I'll have a whole conversation with you. I think I've only had one person that's actually come back because no one wants to do the work. <laughs> like you, acting isn't about not doing the work. You gotta do the work. So if you read the book, it's like less than twenty bucks on Amazon. We spent a year putting it together, getting everything in it with both of our schedules. Everything is in the book. Read the book. And I I tell everybody if you read the book and come back to me after you've read it, mm-hmm. we can get on the phone or, you know, whatever, Zoom and have like a nice, good hour conversation. Because what was happening is people, I would get referred to people and I wanted to help so many people so much. And I'd have all these hour plus long conversations with everyone, but no one was doing the work. Yeah. So then it's like, I would get drained with this person and this person and this person. I mean, every time i have like four or five conversations a day, just trying to help people, trying to help people, but then no one do the work. So now I follow up. Oh yeah, no, I didn't sign up for it yet. Yeah, no. And I'm like, okay, you're not ready. I get it. So now I've done all the work and whenever you're ready hit me
0: up. <laughs> I think that's the thing like there's so many people who want a quick road to success and they don't realize that if they're asking somebody who has done the hard roads it's of course you want to help them but you want to see that they've actually like gone and done the practical steps like you said and I got a friend who was training in London one day and he was like he was texting and he was like my God, Henry Cavall, Superman, is training next to me. And he was asking people, he was like, should I just bite the bullet and go and ask how no to get into acting? Because he was an actor. Or should I? And I was like, I text him and I was like, dude, maybe just do your research and put your hard yards in. And then he probably respects Because you can imagine, like yourself, you've just said, you get so many people who just reach out wanting to know the quick ways to, to success, I suppose. It's kind of, hearing your story firsthand and what you've done and slept in a car some days and worked in telemarketing to get by. You really have to, what I've learned about meeting yourself and several on this campaign is that industry is something that, that doesn't speak to myself because I really think, and I take my hat off. I, I think what you achieve in success in that ultimately you need a strong network of people and a strong mindset because like you say, it's kind of one of those things where you sometimes have to sleep in a car, you have to do this, but you have to know the end result. So what, right. what would you want to, Oh, what I would say is how have you been able, through all that, starting noticing your little wins, like the successes, to drown out the noise as well? Because with an industry like that, there's gonna be a lot of people wanting your attention, and how have you managed to keep your well being?
1: safe? Yeah. Great question. Uh, Meditation 1000% I like that song. (laughs) Uh, Meditation for me is essential. Like that's an essential item as we're living in the essential time. Um, But no, that, that for me is essential because I have to, it keeps me grounded. Um, It keeps a lot of the, any negative thoughts that come up, it keeps them out. It's still a practice. Negative thoughts still come up. Things come up in your mind. Doubts come up in your mind. Fear comes up in your mind. All these things still come up in your mind, but I've had to learn to practice to count them out. Yeah. So when I have fearful thoughts or anything with fear related that may happen, to, I call them little hiccups where they kind of like try to hiccup in your mind really quickly. Immediately, I'll be like, well, fear isn't real because it doesn't exist. Um, false evidence appearing real. So if it's false evidence appearing real, it's not real. It's only real because you believe in it. Yeah. That's what I believe about fear. when you're when we are a little kid and you're scared of the dark, you believe that there's a boogeyman in the closet or whatever it is that brings you this fear, your belief is what fuels it. Then you grow up and you're like, "I'm not afraid of the dark. That's insane. Like you know what I mean? like you're an adult now, you're not afraid of the dark, so yeah. that's a different level, but there's also different levels of fear. there's different levels of faith. There's different levels of all of it. So for me, and understanding that, So the only thing that gives it power is my belief. So let me not believe in that thing. That's fear. You know what I mean? So whatever that is in my life, I just don't believe in it. I believe in what gives me a better positive energy. Like I don't say things like I can't. I say that's an area of growth. An area of growth, when you say that, it's like, ah, that brings off a different energy. Now I feel like I can actually do that and try it. It doesn't feel such a heavy weight to then try something. It's like, well, you know what? I, I don't know if I can do that. You know, that's an area of growth for me. That's something I'm working on. Because we can always be ever evolving, ever growing and ever changing, right? Yeah. But if you say, well, I can't, I can't, I can't, that's such a negative energy and spirit over there that makes it not feel as good. Yeah. And so I try to live in such a positive vibration every day. My friends will tell you, my mother, my father, my family, everyone will tell you. Like, when I was started this journey, I had to really, Cancel people out of my life for a time. um I guess because it's like it's like getting in an AA meeting of some sort, some type of sobriety. You know, you can't continue hanging around the same friends and doing the same lifestyle if you're trying to then get cleaned up. You know, so I was trying to then clean up my thoughts and clean up my mind and clean up my life. So my old way of thinking and and my friends and how they were thinking, I couldn't do that during my transition of trying to get stronger. Now I'm in a space where oh I'm good so. You can, my friends know I'm not the one to call that you're going to, I'm not the friend that's going to sit on the phone and soak with you for two hours about anything.
0: Cause yeah. I don't believe in that.
1: <laughs> so I'm not the friend I, that's going to do that.
0: I was just trying to bring up on audible. Um, it, it's funny you were talking about raising your vibrations. Cause I've just gone into all that at the minute and I'm reading this book. Mm-hmm. Well, an audio book. I don't like reading. I've, I've never got time. My mind's so overactive. Right. To, right.
1: um,
0: it's called, I don't know if you've heard of it, but it's called, um, trust your vibes. And it's by Sonia Choquette. And it's basically talking about how to raise your vibrations and live in that mm-hmm. positive mindset. And I mean, the reality of things are during COVID and everything, there are people who are losing jobs and all that. So it's not disparating what people are going through. But what I've learned through meditation is that I was always overactive. And I was like, how do you clear your mind? And you really don't have to, dear. You? you let those thoughts go in and out. But have you tried breath work? No. Oh, try Breathwork. So, Tell me.
1: Change my life. Tell me. Change my
0: life. <laughs> I'd like to send you a link. So um, I've been doing these virtual hands through the campaign just to create a community where people feel like they can come and chat. And I've been having guests on. And I've got a good friend, Jeremy Jackson, who was on Baywatch. Um, been friends with him for like four years. And he's actually, he went through and he's openly spoken about addiction and then recovery and now he helps people. But he went down the holistic Therapy approach as well um and he teaches breath work and it's literally a form of meditation but ways in which like and people can literally whatever you're suppressing your emotions people will end up crying people just feel elated people it's i'll send you the link to it try it one day yeah whoa it's you can start shaking moving yeah oh my
1: god i love that okay yes thank you
0: Um, well, we've gone through the main shot. So how I normally end them is just firing some quick questions to you just so people can get a little bit. So I'm going to go, Oh, before I do go to them, I do want to know you have kind of explained it. You always, you always congratulation. uh, I can't speak now. Congratulate yourself on the small wins. When was that time for you? Maybe an event or whatever show you was on where you were like, all these little small wins I've now attained what I've always wanted and how did ah, it go? Great question.
1: Yeah. So that would be with the show that I'm on now because I'm on Tyler Perry's The Oval that's on BT. And so we are the number one scripted cable television show on Wednesday nights among general audiences. So that was like a huge deal. So I wanna say once I booked the show, it didn't really hit me, it hit me a little bit, but not until the show came out and then you're getting the feedback from everyone. Because when you book the show, you can't tell anyone, it's not in the trades, you can't talk about it publicly, just if you're you know, contractually, you're not supposed to say a word to anyone. So you're living in this bubble, only speaking to other actors that are a part of the production going on this journey with you. And uh, it wasn't until I, oh God, I was at home and I was talking to my friend Crystal and she said we were getting ready for the premiere. And so as an actor, there's all these premieres and red carpet and lights and all these things that you desire to go to. But if you're not on the list, you can't walk the carpet. So oftentimes being in LA, we would find out about these events, so we would go and it's like when the carpet's kind of shut down, they let you go and take your photos and things like that. Cause we couldn't get on the carpet. We weren't, you know, invited. We weren't big enough names at the time. So now here's the, one of the first big times that I'm like, I'm a name on the show, you know, it's like, Oh, Taja, we've been waiting for you. You're escorted in. It's like this whole other life. And I'm like, Oh wow. I'm I'm on the other side now. This is wow. Okay. And I remember talking to her about it and she said, do you remember when we used to like go to these carpets and sit, stand back and just look and be like, Oh wow. We can't wait to do that and have that experience because it always looks so glamorous and it looks so like, ooh, I wonder what that would be like. And it wasn't until I walked that carpet and I was in the moment and uh, someone asked me, I forget what the question was, but it triggered that memory. And so being on that carpet at that moment, it was like everything rushed to me at that moment. And I was like, wow, I made it, okay. What? But that was my, everyone's made it, quote unquote made it is different. You know what I mean? Everyone has different levels. For, for, for me, I wanted to be a series regular on a really popular and a great TV show. And here I am, and I'm doing that, living that, and I'm yeah, forever grateful. But that was the actual moment in time that everything hit me, and it was like, oh, wow. Okay, here we go. Well,
0: you're certainly doing it. Yeah, having some good success. I mean, every time I try and reach out to you, it's like, I'm on this project, I'm on this project. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm sorry, thank know, you. Know, oh, it's, it's amazing. But I've got your quick, short questions, right? So, right. a bit of a QA. and so, a Favourite music at the moment?
1: Oh, gosh. It's going to be the Savage remix with um, uh, Megan Thee Stallion and Beyonce. My favourite song. I got real specific.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Pre-game rituals. So if you've got an event or if you're about to go on set or something, I mean, we talk about the campaign. There's sometimes people who have performance anxiety. So what what are your pre-game rituals?
1: Yeah, my pre-game ritual is time like I need about 15 minutes to myself not feeling rushed not being you know sent over here sent over there I need 15 minutes to myself to just breathe and I I just don't want to think about anything I've already done the work but this is my time to really center and focus and go that's all I need I don't like feeling rushed rushed gives me anxiety and I have to tell myself there's no shortage of time there's no shortage of time you got this there's no shortage of time to bring down the anxiety um that works for me but if I can have 10 minutes by myself with uninterrupted i'm golden
0: (laughs) yeah career yeah
1: career highlights well it would just be the oval because it's like the biggest thing that i've done to date so that would be my biggest career highlight yeah
0: who's your inspiration
1: my inspiration wow that's always a great question you know i draw inspiration from a lot of people but i'm just gonna go off the. The cuff right now. The the person, the first person that's in my mind, probably because I just said her name, is Beyonce. (laughs) Not just because, okay, yeah, she's Beyonce, but she's from the South. I'm from Lake Charles, Louisiana. She's from Houston, Texas. I used to live in Houston, Texas. It's a two hour drive, right? So Houston is like a big Lake Charles for me. And with her to see everything that she's built, being from where I'm from, that is is inspiring for me.
0: Yeah, for sure. It's yeah. funny because I, I saw your picture with Beyoncé. You actually met her. How was that the first time? Yeah. I bet that was a dream. Oh, my
1: God. That was a <laughs> dream come true, for sure. Because in that moment, um, my publicist walked up, introduced us, and she was sitting down and she was eating, and I felt like, oh, my God, she's eating. I, I don't mean to interrupt you, but like, hi. You know? And I told her at the time, I said, you know, I'm I'm so grateful for your song about brown skin girls because that song has given me so much. I mean, it makes me walking so much power just in my own skin you know being a dark-skinned African-American woman oftentimes I've been discriminated against a lot with colorism just for being dark so now having this song that's like professing the beauty of being black and a brown-skinned girl specifically it's not like oh you're a, you're, a, you're a black girl it's like no brown-skinned girls like all you brown-skinned girls you know and that song I was like it just helped me so much like thank you and in that moment, she was like, oh, my God. I was like, I used to have self-esteem under my shoe. Like, I, I, was, I was the little girl who was like the little ugly duckling that be, grew, grew into the beautiful swan, but that took a lot of work to believe that I was a beautiful swan. Belief is where it is, you know? And she was like, oh, my God, you're so gorgeous, and, and thank you for telling me that. That's what I want for my children, and them to grow up believing and, and knowing that they, they're beautiful in the skin that they're in. She was like, thank you for sharing that with me. That's why I wrote the song. And so we ended up taking a picture and people were taking photos of it. And that's how I got it. Somebody was like, oh, let's take this photo. And I was like, ah, okay. You know, and I took the photo and it was like a video went viral. And I was just like, oh my God. But I didn't feel like that until the end, like after it was over. Yeah. And I was like, I just met Beyonce. I just met Beyonce. And the next day, someone randomly off my email from Instagram sent me a, uh, the video. And I was like, oh, I just wanted to share this with you. I figured you would want it. And she sent the video and that thing went viral, like in a day. And everyone was like, "Oh my god, this girl is so lucky!" Da da da. And then that moment was like, "Oh shit, that happened!" Hey <laughs> Beyonce, you know?
0: <laughs> wow. Yeah.
1: And he was like, yeah that, that <laughs> "Yeah, that
0: kills me. That kills me." Yeah,
1: that kills me. That kills me.
0: Then your oh well, I've got you a quick one because you kept on talking about when you had like a couple of dollars and you could get a burger. What's your what's your favorite fast food? What's your I guilty
1: don't really pleasure? Eat that much. What's my guilty pleasure? You know what? I don't. I, I guess I would say chips. I'm I'm such a chipper. I love potato chips. Do you? I get oh, yeah. pleasure. But I eat clean all the time, so it's really when, when you have your
0: cheat, you can have your chips, mate. When
1: I have my cheat,
0: <laughs> yeah, I have chips. <laughs> I, know. Oh, all, I feel I like I cannot wait for a bloody cheat meal. Um,
1: right. Exactly.
0: And your last question: What would you like to be remembered for?
1: Great, great question. Um, Legacy, you know, um, outside of all the glitz and the glam and, you know, the television and things like that, my biggest platform is Speak Life Over Your Life. Um, When I go and I'm a keynote speaker for different women events or just events in general, that's my platform. I believe there's power in that. Now that I've walked into it, I believe it, I know it, I've seen it manifest in my life, I've seen the power of it. For me, it's all about legacy. Like my legacy, I want to be remembered for being able to help change lives in a positive way for the better versus, man, she was great in that TV show. Yeah, yeah.
0: And you're certainly doing it. And um, I can't thank you enough when I reached out and you got back in touch with me and you came on the campaign and you literally, within two seconds, as you said, you just spilled your heart out to a complete stranger. And those yeah, I, know, I know, <laughs> like, oh my God. <laughs> so I can't thank you enough. I mean, the feedback on the campaign itself it's just resonating because it's real and people recognize you guys as inspirational public figures. So yeah, I just want to thank you. Um, I know we're in COVID at the minute, but what's next for yourself?
1: So once COVID is over, um, we have a Zoom call tomorrow with Tyler Perry for the show to see when we're going to come back. I'm assuming earlier than, sooner than later. It was going to be mid-June. It's probably going to be May now because I'm in Atlanta and Atlanta's open now. Mm-hmm. Um, so the TV show, and then I have three movies lined up, back to back to back, back, that I was supposed to be doing. It was supposed to be a movie, a TV show, and two movies. And yeah. so they're just trying to get scheduling together. So it would be three films. Wow. So now everybody's going to be working. They're just like, okay, you can work? <laughs> okay, great. So we're all getting back to work. So,
0: yeah. and, where, and where can people find out more information about you? I'll, I'll put the links, obviously, under the podcast and everywhere. But if anyone wants mm-hmm. to find out, or where can they get the, uh, the acting code? book?
1: You can get the acting, um, Cracking the Acting Code is on Amazon. So go to Amazon.com, put in my name, Taja V. Simpson, or Cracking the Acting Code. I also have a lipstick collection that I launched in February. So my name, Taja V. Simpson.com. Um, and there's just my Instagram, everything that Taja B Simpson, my Facebook, my Instagram, my YouTube, literally, you can just go to any one of those and everything is updated. So Taja B Simpson.
0: You are building an empire. You're going to be the next Beyonce. I, wow. Thank Beyonce. you. I received it. You're going to be there. And at least I can say, I, appreciate it. I met you and I did podcast with you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I appreciate yeah. that so much. Thank Uh-oh. you.
0: You're welcome. Um, So, yeah, I want to thank you again. And for anybody listening, the episode will be available via Spotify, iHeartRadio, and iHeartTunes. Tune in next week if we've got more incredible guests. But I will let you go, Taja. And thank you very much again.
1: Thank you. I appreciate it.